Hello, Keith. How are you doing? Welcome to welcome to the show. Uh, how are things with yourself? Oh, good, boy. Thanks very much. That's the stuff. That's the stuff. Well done. And uh, I see St. Pat's had a, had a good win, but we'll we'll talk about that later on. And uh, so I'd like to welcome all the listeners to this week's LOI chat or League of Ireland chat. And uh, some interesting games to um to look at both results and fixtures. But we 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 can't uh, we we have to kick off really with the week that's in it on uh, Dundalk's quality performance in Europe that got them into, uh, that has them into the group stages of the Europa League. Yeah, look, absolutely exceptional. Uh, really, really top class from them. They were favourites. With that, adds a bit of pressure. Uh, yeah. I thought they dealt with it really, really well and fully deserving of the win. That's it, and uh, we well we know. Looking at the group, I suppose really you'd be kind of predicting uh, you'd be predicting uh, Arsenal to get out of the t- out of that group, especially the way Arsenal at the start Arsenal have had uh, so far this season. But you could you could nearly say, and I, I know maybe people might laugh, but you know, you know you never know. Depending on how things go um, in the group for Dundalk, they, they could potentially finish second. Yeah, there's, there's no, there's no question about it. Like it's, it's eleven men against each other. There's no, you know, it's not, uh, it's not as straightforward as people think. I don't think yeah. the Arsenal games are going to be as straightforward as people think. Arsenal aren't going to have the first team out. And to be honest, a lot of people are talking about Arsenal. Dundalk have got Arsenal. Dundalk have got Arsenal. And you know what? They deserve better than that. Dundalk are there on merit. Oh, they be there. They're going to put a good performance in, in Europe. They're going to do the League of Ireland proud. There's no question about it, and they're fully deserving to be there. And look, I'd pip, I'd put them up against anybody, and you know they they deserve they deserve all the plaudits they're getting. But uh, I think a lot of people are just focused on the Arsenal thing too much, which is a bit of a shame. Yeah, that's it. Because I mean, uh, you know, really, when you consider when you look at the the manager, the new the new manager that um. Dundalk have you know considering he doesn't have his pro license and you know all the badges that you need to have or he doesn't have much kind of serious uh, senior experience or knowledge of the League of Ireland he's actually do he, he's done very well with the with the new player because there's some new players in, in the squad this year as well so he's he's mixing kind of the players that were there with with uh, new play, with new signs that are brought in but like considering he he, he doesn't have his pro license. You know he he's doing very well with the the squad he has, but then I suppose really in the background he has the he has the advisors and the coaches that do have their pro badges. But you know he this guy seems to be getting the the best out of this Dundalk this Dundalk squad. Yeah, look, I think I think he's getting a lot of credit at the minute. Is it deserved? Probably so. But at the same time, we need to realise that. We need to realise, look at this Dundalk side. This has been the best side in the country for a number of years now. And, like, he's he's gone in to a ready-made side. I know they had a lot of turbulence and I know he's after he's after setting up well. They're after doing really, really well, getting to where they are. But, like, let's, like the players, you know, they've always been there. They've won legs under Stephen Kenny, Vinnie Peart. And, you know, they're not a bad bunch of players, so... It's probably at the minute. It's probably the easiest job he could have walked into, into, albeit 
look, he's doing, he's had to do a wonderful job getting them to where they are, saving their season. And look, all credit to him. He's come in, he's changed the ball. I wouldn't give him that many plaudits, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, because I, I like, I mean, as you said, the squad was ready made. There was a lot of quality players in this squad, and uh, you know, he probably has the he has the coaches in the background helping him out. But I'm sure, uh, you know, it's as much to do with the quality of the players that he has as you know, it's kind of <laughs> look, look, and design. As in, you know, it was a mixture of the the squad that he had, and you know, that he he just whatever he has, he just got the best out of them. But um, I'm sure, though, on the plus side, though, for him, I'm sure he's working. He, he's, I'm sure he's working on his uh, his pro license in the background as well. But uh, you, you know, I suppose that's the difference with, between him and someone that imagine if he's like this without having his pro license. Imagine what he'd do when he when he gets it. Yeah, look, I think that's kind of for me personally. I think it's. The badges are relevant, in my opinion. It's great to have a but I don't think it'll be much different. Coaching styles don't change, and that's I think it's going to be the same. No question about it. I think it's going to be the exact same as it was. Uh, I don't think it's going to change too much. Whitten getting his Whitten getting his uh, pro license if he does go for it. Like he's still going to be the same coach. He's still going to be in. You know what I mean? I don't think too much will change. Well, I suppose really that the knowledge that the having the pro license and the, and the training you get from it would would help to an extent. But uh, you know, he just you know when, when you look at what he has achieved so far with this with this Dundalk team, yeah, you, you know it, it's it's kind of wonder stuff really, and it's great to it's great to see a League of Ireland a League of Ireland side. In in a top European competition, as in the you know the business end of it, as, you know the group. Ah, look, there's no question about it. What he's done is fantastic, and what he like what he's achieved is unheard of, really, for a manager of his caliber. But at, like at the same time, I just think he's the manager he is. It's obviously going to help him with a little bit more knowledge and stuff like that. But yeah. I just think I, I'm not. I'm not overly confident of him at the minute. He's doing a fantastic job at the minute. I don't know whether he's going to be there next year. Look, people would say he deserves to be. Yeah, he probably does. So, you know, it's it's a hard one to call, to be honest with you. I just, like, yeah, he, what he's done, like I said, it's fantastic. Uh, he deserves the credit, but let's not get carried away. Yeah, that's it. Because I suppose, really, uh, you know, Stephen Kenny will be proud of this uh, of this Dundalk team. But uh, I mean, since when when you see all that uh, Stephen Kenny has achieved, and then since he left, there's actually been two two managers uh, where he where his where uh, Stephen Kenny's longevity with um, with Dundalk. I think you know he's he's been there for a good while before he obviously stepped down to. Take over the uh, the Ireland under twenty ones, but uh, you you know this you'd like to think that the the new Dundalk manager might be there kind of more long term than maybe Vinnie Pert. Now that's not having a dig at Vinnie Pert, rant, but you know where I'm coming from. Yeah, look, we, they need like I said, I said it before, I'd say it again. I think recruitment is a big thing for Dundalk. 
Uh, people will say, yeah, they've got a right at the minute and looking at that, but the league table speaks differently in my opinion. Mm. Uh, but look, they've an extra three million in the bank now. Don't know what's gonna happen. You know what I mean? It's it's different gravy now we're talking about compared to Dundalk side last year. And I don't I think in fairness, like they've obviously had their ups and downs over the season. But I think people without realising lost a lot of respect for Dundalk. Yeah. Like they're not getting the respect they deserve. Like these have been the top side in the country for a number of seasons now. But I think they've got very underestimated this year. And a lot of respect went down the drain. And, you know, they don't deserve that. They've been the top of their game for a long, long time now. And, look, it's great to see them in Europe. I, I wish them all the best. But I still think they need more of a solid basis there. That's it. Because, uh, but I, I suppose really, you know, form-wise, or, well, maybe not form-wise, but, uh, you know, you, you were just saying there about the, the that Dundalk has lost a lot of... Uh, a lot of respect that they did have. Um, but, but having, having said that, I suppose playing, uh, you know, getting this that far in Europe and getting to the group stages, that should restore, you'd imagine that would restore a certain amount of the respect. And of course, as a team for playing against the likes of Arsenal and the other teams in that group, they should be a better team. Uh, they should be a better team and maybe regain the form of, last, of the last couple of seasons where they were winning. I suppose winning uh, titles left, right, and centre, even winning league titles. I mean, so um, I think maybe this season it might be the league would be a bit beyond them, like you know, because I suppose there's Bohemians, you know, two other player, one or two other teams ahead of them. But you know, I think yeah, the, look, I think next season, next season they should be, you know, you'd imagine that they'd be a, a better team for playing in your, you know, at that level in Europe. Yeah, look, they're going to be both. I just think at the minute, so looking in, it looks like it's, it looks like the whole team and the club is walking on eggshells. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, it could be gone tomorrow, that type of way. And I think it could all fall apart in a matter of weeks, which you've already seen, to be honest with you. But it looks like it could fall apart so quickly where you look at the likes of Shamrock Rovers, who are probably going to be crowned champions in a matter of weeks now. And with the youth setup and everything that's going on with Rovers, it looks like they're there to stay. But at the same time, it looks like Dundalk are just, it could fall apart any minute. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's kind of, it's that way about it. But I just think that they really need to, they really need to get the recruitment right. That's it. I suppose, really, would it be unfair to say that, uh, to a certain extent, that maybe they're living on the reputation from previous seasons this season? Or is that kind of... No, I think, to be honest, I don't think they were actually that bad before lockdown or anything. I think Rovers were just a step ahead of everyone else. And, you know, it's a bit... Like I says, they kind of lost the respect they deserved. And, you know... Yeah. Like, they're the top, top side, but... I just think they just need to get it right now. They're after they get like they've turned the season around from zero to still being in the cup and now being in the Europa League group stages. So look, it's it's good that way, and they've made a few barbells as well, which is always good. But 
they need to invest wisely and I think over the years when they won the Europa League and stuff oh sorry when they won uh, the qualifying round into the group stages the last time around they invested the money well yeah but it seems to be since the new owners came in they've kind of I'm not saying throwing money at the team but they're kind of bringing in these players that like the likes of your Kolovic which looks like it's walking out but then you have a deal with it and you have other players mm. that's it and I mean uh, that'll be key now when the transfer window opens maybe with, with this money that they're getting uh, for qualifying for the Europa League and I think they, they get bonus money then if they win or draw uh, exactly yeah so maybe maybe that's the, that if they invested the money and maybe in buying players because I know they have fantastic facilities as it is but maybe you know, when you, when you look at the squad, maybe investing in players might be the wise way to invest the money, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, well, they have a team there. So, throwing money at it isn't the answer. We've seen that in this league. It goes down the drain and it can go down the drain very, very quickly if teams start throwing, or clubs and people start throwing money at it. Uh, we've seen it over a number of seasons now. Uh, maybe maybe, like bring, in, maybe bring, in, bring players up if the players in the academy that are coming through you know or yeah I just like, like I don't think to be honest I don't think they need a lot of players yeah uh, they don't like they have they have a settled side there I'd, I'd be very happy with that side but uh, I think just from, be... it's just from the point of view of like for injuries and suspensions that you know you, you, that you have the quality on the bench or the quality back up yeah. for you know for injuries and suspensions well, I, I look at their side now and you think of Paddy Hall and the striker. If he gets off, he, if he goes off, you have Davy McMillan. You're going to have Georgie Kelly coming back. You're, uh, on the right wing, if Paddy McElhenney goes off or John Mountney goes off, you have Dan O'Kelly. So there's three yeah. players that can play there. You have Michael yeah, Duffy. Who's, yeah, you have Michael Duffy on the left who's absolutely fantastic. Dan O'Kelly can play there. You've cover at left back. You've two of the best left backs in the country, and Dan Massey, Leahy. Then you have Gartland. You've Boyle. You've Clearly. You've Hoare. You've Gannon. Like you've Shields, Slogger. You know, and all these players that are, there, com- yeah. that are coming in. Look, they have the players. They don't need to start throwing money at it. They have a team there that can go all the way, and I've no question about it. Maybe the one position they might need backup for maybe will be. Uh... Gary Rogers, like, but he he's one of those players. Well, as a goalkeeper, <laughs> he rarely gets injured, but it's still it's still handy to have a good backup plan as well. Yeah, look, I think Aaron McCurdy is doing a fantastic job as backup keeper. There, he played, he done okay tonight actually. But I was, you know, Gary has been. It just shows you how good of a professional and how good of a keeper Gary is. He's forty yes. years of age now. And he's playing in the Europa League group stages for Dundalk. And look, he's been around the league now a long time uh, since dropped it. To get a to get a, a, an experience, a goalkeeper with the experience, the sort of experience and the big game experience that he has, because you know, I mean, he's been he's been in several, he's been in a few of the Ireland squads as well, and this, that, and the other. So you know, and he yeah, multiple multiple. Uh, League of Ireland winning sides as well, so you know it's. Uh, I suppose he's the kind of the backbone, uh, one of the one of the elder statesmen, I suppose, of of the uh, 
of the squad as well. But it's going to be very interesting to see how uh, how Dundalk do in Europe. And, you know, it'd be nice to see them doing well, I'd say. You know, it'll be... And I think, you know, when they play Arsenal over the two legs or whatever, you know, that'll, that'll bring them... Out. They, they'll, they'll learn a lot from that game. But also from, from the other from the other sides, because you can't underestimate those, the, those, the other sides that are in the... That are in the group stages as well, but um, you know, but Dundalk are a good side, and you know, hopefully they'll they can do well in the group stages. But uh, I suppose moving on to more domestic matters, Keen. <laughs> we'll, yeah, we'll start off with um on Friday on Friday night, um, Derry City to Waterford nil. Not not a surprising not a surprise there because you know Der- Derry City were were always a good side and. Uh, you know the way the way Waterford are playing. You know that two a two nil win for Derry City. That's no surprise, really. Yeah, well, in fairness, Waterford were actually favourites going into it. They would have been, I think. Like Derry, Derry were in trouble if they didn't win the game. There wasn't a lot of quality from both sides in the game. Two penalties from Connor Clifford. Uh, there wasn't. There wasn't a lot of quality. There wasn't a lot of fantastic football being played. Dirty were delighted to be honest they need that win more than anything because yeah. you are starting to fall down the table and you know we've seen and now that was important three points especially with the likes of Pats winning and you know we'll we'll go on to talk about that but it just it was very important for them to pick up the three points and like like I said it wasn't a lot of quality but three points and Dirty Dirty are going on for next week now that's it. I mean, when you consider what they were like last season compared to this season, they, you know, they, they were very good last season. And I know last season is last season and this season is this season. But, you know, there's a kind of a contrast in, in um, you know, performances uh, over the last two seasons. You know, once it, last season they were very good. And whatever whatever happened them this year. Well, you see, last season they had two of their best players was two lounge ones. It was uh, Parkhouse up front and Junior off the left playing, and the two of them were the best players for Dirty, and they made Dirty tick. They had slug it in the middle, you know. They had, they had players to make them tick. That's it, and uh, if only they could have held on to those two lone players. But I suppose that put them in the shop window, I suppose, because they played so well for Derry City last year. Yeah, look, Junior, Junior went back to his parent club, and then he came back. And now he's playing for Sligo Rovers, so. Uh, Parkhouse is still over in England, but it's fantastic to see uh, Derry get the result. Connor Clifford took away his two penalties nicely, but it was a big, big three points. That's it, and Connor Clifford, of course, will be a a, a bit a, a big um, a big performer, you know, because as we all know, he he was in the he was in the Liverpool youth system and he played, you know, he was in the he was in uh, Chelsea. Or Chelsea, yeah, Connor. No, I'm thinking of another player. Sorry, yeah, Chelsea, yeah. Uh, you know, he's he he's a he's a very good player, and uh, you know he he's a good signing for them to have, isn't he? Yeah, Connor. Connor does now doubt in his ability. It's his fitness and his head more than anything else. Like he was at Pats, and you know, it's it's a shame he never really proved his like. I say he was a Chelsea youth captain, and he was tipped for big big things, and. Like without disrespecting him, like he's not where he wants to be. He doesn't want to be playing football with Dirty City when he's supposed to be the next best thing. So it kind of it didn't go well for him at all, which is a shame from his end. But in saying that, he's a great coop to have, and he like he's good to have around. But he needs to be 
he needs to kick on now. He's in the league now long enough. And he just he needs to have a good season. And he hasn't had a good season yet, I don't think. Last year in fits and starts for Pats, but he was never he was never great. That's it, and of course, you know, the season the season is coming to an end very quickly over the next number of weeks. So, you know, they're kind of running out of games to improve as well, and then there'll be preseason. But I suppose that's the that's the other thing they'll have they won't be back until kind of February next year next year to um you know for for preseason so they get a they get a good break and maybe you know to kind of have a bit of a break and then kind of get back into preseason training and who knows make make a few signings as well yeah well like preseason starts preseason starts for most teams in around the middle of December at at the latest the very first week in January so it's not a long break at all uh, managers will be busy trying to get players sorted and contracts done and you know the league comes around very quickly like it's it's good that way for managers and it's good because you need to keep the momentum going I think and you need to get the players in but it's not as long of a break as everyone thinks that's it and I suppose moving on to uh, the next game um, a good win for uh, a good win for Shamrock Rovers a 4-0 win of course there's huge positivity around uh, Shamrock Rovers too because there's you know it's a quality side, and you know that that, that that's a, another good win for them. But when you consider that uh, the positivity I'm I'm on about is a few of the a few of their players have uh, made have made it into the Ireland uh, the Ireland squad for the upcoming internationals. Yeah, well, one of them and then two of them at the underage. But it's uh, it's it, it's good to say uh, Jack Bone the side. To be honest, I don't think he's gonna play. I don't think he's. I don't. I personally don't think he should be in the squad for a big huge qualifier or for yeah for a big qualifier. I, I personally, as much as I love the league and as much as I, um, as much as a fan we am as the league, I just I think we need to have our being there done that type of players. That's it. So uh, yeah, a four 0 win. That's a, that's a good win over uh, Sligo Rovers who a uh, Sligo Rovers team who uh, who haven't been too bad this season. Compared to what we said no. in the last couple of seasons. Yeah, no, really good uh, win. I thought uh, Rovers didn't get out of second gear, to be honest. Like, Rovers won't care, but I thought it was a poor game to watch. Uh, I thought, like, Jack Bourne and Graham Book and stuff played some wonderful stuff at times. But it was just the minute the fourth goal went in, it was kind of like that was Cornets, and it's a shame, but. 4 0 in the end, they ran out worthy winners and looked their own course to win the league title. Now it's just a matter of when that's it. And of course, you know, they've uh, they've uh, a quality coach as well, and just everything, everything seems to be everything just seems to be falling into place. But you have to say, you know, over the coming over the previous few years, it's uh, it's no surprise. I mean, this this has been coming there, you know, the the this squad. And them them winning this league the league title because they've been I suppose they've been making huge strides incrementally over the last couple of seasons. Yeah, look, this has been a walk in progress ever since Stephen came in, and every year they've built on they've built on and built on, and they've pushed on every season. They've got them one, two, three, or four good signings a year, and they've added to their squad. And like like I says, Rovers would have been. 
renowned when they got into Europe back in 2011, I would have been in the Europa League 2012. But I thought they were, like I said, they were panic buying, they were throwing money at these type of big players. And, like, obviously, that couldn't, you couldn't sustain that. And I think ever since Stephen Bradley come in now, they're investing wisely. They're bringing in these players, like the likes of McInef, who was fantastic, getting Jack Bourne back, and, you know, even bringing in the lads, Gary O'Neill from UCD, Scales from UCD. You know, you're, you're, they're recruiting right, and I think it's so important, especially in this league. But the worthy winners, I was coming now. I fear, to be honest with you, that when they won the Cup last year, that they were going to really push on. They have done, I think... There was a lot of pressure on them, to, so they've handled it very, very well. Even over the last number of weeks, they played Shamrock, or sorry, they played Bohemians in a big game where if Bowles won, it would have closed the gap right down. And Rovers came out with a, with a fantastic 1 0 win. And look, it was they've handled the pressure well all season. They're going to be worthy champions. It's just like I said, it's just a matter of when. That's it. And of course, uh, as, as you just said there, you know, Stephen Bradley. He seems to have he seems to have a, a good eye for for quality players and as you said he has he has um you know he has recruited well but uh, you know they've a group a good recruitment system and you know they don't buy they don't buy players for the sake of buying players they buy they buy certain players for the way that's right for the team and you know that's that's right for the way he wants to he wants the team to play or the system that he has in place. Yeah, look, Brad, the work that's being done behind the scenes of Shamrock Rovers, not only Stephen, it's absolutely everyone at Shamrock Rovers, from McPhail to Shane Robinson, the underage, everything is going, running smoothly, running well, and look, they're worthy champions, everybody deserves it, right from the underage up, because they have a fantastic system there, and look, fair play to them for this season, they've been the best side, but I don't think they're going to have it easy. Next year, like I think Dundalk are gonna push them close again. I think Bowles could push them close, uh, and after that, to be honest, it's nearly anybody. That's it. Now moving on to one of your favorite results: a good, a good two-one away win, uh, for for St Patrick's Athletic, and of course the fact that it's away, you know, it, it adds to the significance. But it has to be, uh, I suppose, on the other side, you know, this is a very poor Cork City team, but. You know, any any win you get over a Cork City team is a good win. But I suppose, like I just said there, you know, the fact that it's a way an away win um, adds to it, and it, it's uh, you know, the, it's a it's a good win for St Patrick's Athletic. Yeah, it was it was easy. It should have been six, seven, eight, maybe. I thought in the, in the first twenty minutes, half an hour, Pat's missed so many chances, and then. Look, a little mix up at the back. All of a sudden, it's two one. But yeah. I thought um, we made hard work of it. We let Cork back in the game when they should have had a sniff. We got them back in the game. They pushed us. They pressed us. Uh, but I'm saying, in saying that, it was comfortable for Pats. I think Cork are down now. I like. I really. Like we're going on, we'll speak about Finn Harps. They got a fantastic point tonight against Dundalk. Uh, but I do, I can't see Cork getting anything. I really can't. I thought they were like, they're shocking. Like, this isn't a good patch side at the minute. 
we're playing like we weren't banging form. We we're doing okay. We haven't conceded a lot of goals. We're playing well, but Pat's Pat ran the show. Like Chris Forrest, that was fantastic. And you know, I think Cork looked down. To be honest with you, that's it. And uh, then Shelburne, Shelburne won. Bohemians three. The way Bohemians are playing this season, that that's another great win, and that that kind of you know. Copper fast and second really for them and uh, guarantees European football for them next season. Yeah, um now it was a it was a it was a poor game. Shells were never like bowls really when they got the first goal, great. They they played they played well. Uh then they let Shells into the game. Fantastic penalty save from Talbot at one nil, which is massive. Uh, if that goes in, it's one all, and all of a sudden it's a totally different game. Yeah. So, you know, it's 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 strange like that. But I did. I thought shells were shells were just a little bit off. I think that the game kind of just passed the boy, which would be very disappointing from a Shelbourne point of view, especially in the derby against Bowes. Look, Danny Danny Grant got a hat trick. Superb. Play the storm. I think he has to be up there with a the show for team of the year. Uh, he will be. I think he's he he be in the team of the year. I think personally, he's just been fantastic. That's it. And uh, moving on to uh, moving on to the fixtures now for uh, for next. We had one tonight as well. Oh yeah, yeah. We had uh, we had Finn Harps and Dundalk tonight. Dundalk, yeah, that was a, a nil all draw. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, yeah. We were kind of t- we kind of started that at the beginning, but yeah, it was. Uh, I suppose it, it, it the the point was more valuable to Finn Harps really than Dundalk, but Dundalk, ah, yeah, definitely, Dundalk definitely more valuable to. Yeah. yeah, I thought um I thought Dundalk done really well. Oh, sorry, I thought Finn Harps done really well. I thought Dundalk be disappointed in the second half. They never broke, they never broke them down. They never played the played the with the style. They never played with the intensity that they usually do look was that that was probably expected considering um Judah Knight in Europe and a lot a few of the players played and stuff like that. So yeah. it was probably expected. Uh but Harps at the same time Harps done really well. That's it. And uh, moving on to the fixtures now for uh for starting with Friday night's fixtures. Bohemians uh, Bohemians away to are at home to Cork City and you you have to say it's not getting any easier for Cork City, and you have to, you'd have to say that, uh, you know, they're, they're certain for relegation, Cork City. But uh, yeah, that should be a handy three points for um, for Bohemians, especially with the way Cork City are playing at the moment. Uh, yeah, I don't think those, I don't think those easy games. To be honest, I really don't in this league. I think everyone gives you a good game on the day. Cork will have to be buying Arad out to get anything out of it. This is a great Bohemian side. Fantastic, in fact. Uh, the way they play, the way they press, the way the hard work, the work rate, everything like that. Cork need to match that. But Cork don't, don't need to match that. They need to, they need to top it. And it's very hard to top a Bohemian side. But I, I personally think Cork need to get something out of this. And if they don't get something out of this, they're gone. That's it, but it, it, it's not easy. It's not easy going for going to uh, Daily Mount Park looking for points. Even a point, it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be very tough. For Cork yeah, City. Daily Mount. Daily, Daily Mount is a tough place to go. 
it really is. And, you know, bowls are always are a, a fantastic side. You know what you're going to get from them every single week. It doesn't change. But I, I fear for Cork, I really do. Yeah, and uh, that game is at 17, that's game is at uh, seven, uh, 5.45. And the next game then is your, your team there, St. Patrick's Athletic, are at home to Dundalk. Now, this should be a very interesting game. And uh, I think, you know, Dundalk will be looking to put this, uh, you know, the draw the draw tonight against um, Finn Harps. They're going to be looking to put that, that right now this week uh, or on Friday against yourselves and and want, we'll we'll really want all three points on this but uh, you know the St Patrick's Athletic will be going into this game full of full of confidence too after their win this weekend yeah look there's no better time to play than dark uh, pads are banging form at the minute two great wins against Shelburne then one against them um, one obviously against Cork there but you know, Pats, Pats will have to be bang at it again. Pats will have to be, they'll have to be organised. Because, like I says, this Dundalk team, people are always saying, geez, Pats might win this. We need to realise, we need to give this Dundalk team credit. This is a fantastic team. Like I says, they've been around the block since 2012. They've been here and they've been at the top of their game. Let's give them the credit they deserve. Pats will need to set up a point to be a fantastic result for Pats. Uh, three points obviously would be amazing and uh, put Pat's banging power position for Europe but I'm not getting carried away this Dundalk so it's fantastic so I would take it a point now That's it and I mean you, you know in fairness and I'm sure you'll be you'll be the first to say it as well there's never such a thing as a bad uh, Dundalk team even though they only drew, they only drew tonight I mean uh, you know there's nothing as dangerous as a wounded animal and you know they'll be you know they, they, as, as we just said there at the start there you know the sort of squad they have. Like even with players, even when there's players injured, they still have, you know, quality players in the squad. And then when the other, when those players come back, then from injury or suspension, then there's, you know, so the competition in it. So you know, never such a thing as a bad, um, a bad on dog side. No, definitely not. So you know, they get the respect they deserve, and rightly so. That's it. And moving on to the next game, then Watford versus. Um, Shelbourne, that's on uh, Saturday at five o'clock. Yeah, look, this is a this is a big game for both sides. This is a huge one for Shelbourne personally. Uh, Shelbourne could find themselves falling down the back door. I don't think they will though. But you know, Finn Harp seems to be picking up points and here and third and maybe getting an odd three point. Or both. I think Shelbourne need to win this game just to be sure. And. I, I honestly I, I don't know what way this is gonna go. Uh, Waterford, obviously they're in manja leaving and stuff like that. They're in a bit of a sticky situation there, but I think they're going to they're just gonna see out the next couple of games. They're gonna give everything they have. Like these players are still playing for contracts at the end of the day, so I would say. I'm gonna go and hope and Shelbourne win it because you know we need to see Shelbourne the Premier Division as much as I don't like them. <laughs> That's it. But uh, I suppose really, you know, Waterford at the moment are in third on the table. So you know, if they finish third, that would be a great. That's a great season for Waterford. Like nobody, even with Reynolds at the start of the season, expected them to be third. Now this is the third manager this season. They're toward in the table. Look, they're doing fantastically well. They deserve the applause. They deserve the credit. I don't think they're going to stay there, however. I do think uh, I do think 
Dundalk or let's say Sligo or maybe even Pats could make a late push for it. But look, I said, I think Pats are a little bit over at the minute. But I, I, I don't fancy them to stay toward. That's it. And moving on to the the last game on Saturday, it's um, Finn Harps are at home to Shamrock Rovers. Another tough one for Finn Harps. That's I suppose you could say that's two tough games or what you would perceive to be two very tough games for Finn Harps uh, in a row, like two weekends on the trot. And, uh, you know, Shamrock Rovers, uh, Shamrock Rovers is going to be uh, a, tough, a, a tough game for them as well. No question about it. Like I said, every game is tough, but it doesn't help you playing Shamrock Rovers. Finn Harps have got a point in Audio Park, which is one of the toughest things to do. And, and now they've Shamrock Rovers on their own patch. And you know, you know, Harps could easily get something out of this game. I'm not going to say they're going to go and win it, but they could easily nick a point. Like I says with Finn Harps, they're nicking points here and there, and they're getting the odd win. And that's why they are where they are in the league. They're above the, they're above the automatic relegation. They're above bottom of the table. They're not expected to do much. They're not expected to be, you know, they're not expected to be fighting for Europe. Let's say, but. If they were to pick anything up out of this game, it'd be a fantastic point. And even if, like, it shows you, at the minute it's in their hands, Cork are, Cork are doomed at the minute. So if Cork don't get out of this game, out of their game, and if Finn Harps nicks something, Cork are in serious trouble. Yeah, and that takes us on to uh, the 13th of October there, where uh, Cork City take on. Uh... Dundalk, and you have to say there <laughs> that game that game could uh, would be the one uh, that would seal their fate really and and relegation to the first division. Yeah, we shouldn't even be talking about Cork City like this, and it, it's a disgrace to be honest how bad it is. Yeah, you know, like normally normally we'd be talking about them when they're thereabouts for the league, and we don't like to be talking about Cork City like this. But I suppose that's that's what we're left to. You know, because it's just, uh, you know, farm never lies and the, the position is there in the table. And, you know, it's very, it is very strange. I agree with you there. It's very strange to be talking to them like them in this term, in these terms. But, uh, you know, you'd, you'd like to see them maybe, you know, if they do, well, it's looking likely that they'll go down. But maybe what, maybe a season, maybe a season in Division One would might do them good. And they, 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 you know, with recruitment and that, if they can sign some. Some some good players and you know find some sort of form that you know if they hopefully if they make it out back back into Division One or back into the Premier. Hello, Keen. Yeah, we were just I was just saying there about uh, about Cork City that maybe you know if they if they do uh, well I suppose you know it'll be probably confirmed over the next couple of weeks but. You know, if they do, if, if Cork City do get relegated, maybe you know some first division football might do them the world of good, and it'll give them a chance to kind of, you know, get some form. And if they, if they do get promotion, that uh, you know, and they recruit the, the right players, or you know, um, I suppose bring through players if they if they've players to bring through, and maybe get the right manager. Um, if they get promotion back into the Premier Division, then they they might uh, they might be able to get to some form, and it'll t- it'll take a while for them to get back to the uh, the Cork City of old, though, won't it? Yeah, look, it's going to take a long time. The recruitment process, look, it spoke about, has been awful at the from Cork City. Uh, it's not been good enough, and 
the result it shows on the pitch, the proof is in the pudding. And it's it's a disgrace to see Cork bottom of the table. It's a disgrace it's a disgrace to see them still there. Uh and look, I feel for the fans, Cork City fans, they need to they need to get behind that team because that team needs them. I know they can't be at the games, but that team needs them. That's it. And maybe that's maybe that's kind of part of it. Maybe you know that maybe that's what they need, the fans. Well, I suppose all teams. I wouldn't use that. I wouldn't use that as an excuse. It's the same for all teams, and yeah. you know, I think it's. A, I think it's a disgrace if they're relying on fans to motivate them. To be honest with you, that's it. Because I mean, qual the quality is there regardless of whether the fans are there or not. And as you say, you know, during during a game. Uh, between the two, between any two teams, it's the same for one as it is for the other. You know, there's no neither, neither team has supporters, but it may it does make for a very strange atmosphere for players. But they're both in the same situation, and you know, really, it comes down to who has the the, the best quality players on the day, and who takes their chances and creates the most chances and different things like that. And you know, that's really it, really, isn't it? Yeah, that's it, a hundred percent. That's it. So listen, thanks very much uh, for te- for doing uh, League of Ireland chat, and we look forward to looking back at uh, next weekend's uh, the you know the next lot of uh, for uh, the next lot of uh, fixtures in the League of Ireland, and you know the the results I should say, and looking ahead to the um, the uh, the the upcoming fixtures. But uh, I suppose really just uh, just as a final thought, as we as we know now, that's the end of the. The Premier League, you know, for uh, for a, for two weeks now, uh, you know, Ireland, Ireland are playing uh, Slovakia on Thursday in a, in the qualifiers or in the quali- sorry in the in the uh, playoff semi final, and the, there's a couple of other games as well. So, uh, you know, that'll be that'll be an interesting uh, it'll, it'll be an interesting uh, semi final for Ar- Ireland. But what are your thoughts? Have they got what it takes? Can they beat? Slovakia, given that given the last couple of times they've been playing, that that I suppose that they weren't that they didn't I suppose for they didn't perform to expectations. I say would be the best way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, look, they haven't. Um, but I've no doubt if the people get behind Stephen, we will as a nation. We'll get behind him. We'll give him all the support he deserves and look very best of luck to him. And I'll be around. That's fans. it. That's it. You know, as 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 Irish fans, we love to. We love to see them doing well, but it's over. It's over two. No, it's it's one leg. It's over yeah. one leg, isn't it? The semi-final yeah. and then the final. Yeah. So, and of course, potentially we could meet if we get over the Slovakia game, which won't be as easy as some people might think. We need to be. We need to realize this is something we've never done before. We've never won two big games like this. So, you know, yeah. we, people need to realize that. That's it, and I mean, you know, if we do get over the Slovakia, then. You know, we could potentially be getting Northern Ireland, and you know this Northern Ireland team aren't a bad side either. No, definitely not. They're a good side. Look, it's going to be tough. That's it. But sure, I suppose at this level, you know, the prize the prize is great. It's a qualification for the Euros, and uh, you know, so that's it. But you know, yeah. hopefully, hopefully Ireland, hopefully Ireland can uh, get into the fi- can win against Slovakia and get into the final. And, uh, but, it won't be easy, but I suppose you know we we have we have good players in the squad, and it's just a matter you know, uh, the players kicking on the field on the days really, isn't it? Yeah, one hundred percent. And 
look, I've no doubt any team that Stephen's going to put out is going to give absolutely everything they have. And look, we're going to give her a right go. That's it. And of course, as I say, you know, it's only the early stages of his managerial career with this Ireland team. So I'm sure, like, you know, as time goes on, he'll, he'll, uh, he'll learn a lot more about himself and I suppose about international management as well. Because I know he was manager of the, the under 21 side, but uh, it's, it's a totally different level at, at, senior side, at seniors, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. It's a totally different level of football and it's, it's mental, to be honest with you. That's it, and I suppose really when you when you look at Adam Ida as well, he's been good, he's been doing all right for uh, for Norwich. I know they're they're in the championship, but uh, you know you know it, it's you know he can only improve as well as a player, and uh, you know being in the squads as well will will be a huge help in his development. Yeah, definitely being the squad would be fantastic for him, and you know the very best of luck to him. But he de- he's there on Mara and he deserves it. That's it. And of course, you know, there's this whole thing too about the Troy Paris as well, you know, a good player. Haven't heard that much about him really this season so far, but, you know, another good player. But I suppose you have to be performing for the club to get get back into. Troy Troy Paris has been now injured. That's uh, that's why uh, he was injured there for Millwall and he hasn't been getting in. So, but look, Troy's a fantastic talent. He'll, He'll do really, really well. That's it, and I'm sure I'm sure he'll be back in the uh, back, back with Millwall again very soon, and you know getting into that. It'd be lo- it'd be lovely to see him getting back into the uh, back into the Ireland squad again, you know. And of course, that's that's the good thing about him being at Millwall. You know, he at least he's going to get his game at Millwall when he when he re- when he recovers from injury, and uh, he'd be able to show uh, Stephen Kenny the sort of form that that would warrant him being called back into the squad. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, he will. He's a, he's a great talent. And, you know, he does no doubt he, he is going to be our striker in time. And, look, all credit to him. He deserves it. He worked very hard. That's it. Well, listen, thanks very much, Kane, for uh, doing the League of Ireland chat with us this week. And we look forward to uh, we look forward to talking to you about the other games the next time out. OK, thanks, Bud. Mind yourself. Okay, no problem. Thanks very much. And that was uh, that was Keen, our um, our League of Ireland analyst.